Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Today, we're going to talk about the concept, my dog's barking, oh my god. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of twin flames and love, uh, soulmates, love relationships, all of that together. Uh, And I'm here with my friend, Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going? Pretty good. The dog's barking, I mean... (laughs) good day that's all good (laughs) so uh, I'll start with um I hope that she stops because it's so distracting but I'll start with a little bit of uh telling kind of my experience with twin flames and the idea of love relationships so I basically wrote a book about this and it's in the works it was probably going to be released by the beginning of next year one year yay! I gave myself a timeline but um uh yeah it's all going to be in there in detail so basically my experience with it is that when I first started my journey I thought I had a twin flame <laughs> I did um you know visit a, a tarot reader who does astrology also and she gave me her twin flame reading um all laid out there for me and while I didn't understand it I really didn't. Well, I didn't understand it. I understood certain aspects and certain aspects pertain to the story I was already telling myself, which was that the person I was with wasn't my person. That was the story that I was telling myself for years before I even had this interaction was, you know, the person I was with wasn't my person. And there was someone else out there for me. And that launched me on this weird (laughs) twin flame quote unquote, journey that, you know, completely changed the trajectory of of my life and uh, really actually launched a deeper inner awareness of, you know, myself. And it launched me into a whole bunch of shadow work I was avoiding, didn't want to do, but that's really my story. So that's the story that I tell in my book. But ultimately, I had that reading. And from that reading, I I picked pieces of of the story that, you know, served me in those moments, based on my own understanding at the time. And, you know, I I really started to create a reality around that of attracting something different into my life, into my experience. And and in that, uh, my mind, the story was telling me I was attracting a twin flame journey, which is, you know, really hyped, uh, a really big thing in the in the spiritual esoteric community with um, twin flame union and divine feminine, divine masculine and all of those things. Uh, So I was really in that. I was really believing it really, you know. Even though I didn't understand it, I did not. I did not understand it, but I was picking parts of it out that I did understand that I could take away and that did serve the narrative I was already telling myself about, you know, finding, attracting a a better partner uh, and and all of those things. And eventually it led to me leaving, uh, you know, my partner for, for a time separating and going through what I refer to now as a thousand shades of shadow work, because when I did that, it really uh, started to launch me into thinking differently. And it started me and you working together because I could not for the life of me figure out what the fuck was happening in my life, you know, why I was making these choices, where they were coming from, what was going on. I was even struggling to make choices around my choices because it was like, where, where do I go from here? What do I do? What do I actually want? And um, Natalie and I had a few months of crazy, of <laughs> weekly, weekly, like, rah, uh, you know, blowouts of, of me trying to understand, but 
struggling because the story was so thick, so thick that, you know, I couldn't really see past it for, for quite some time. And that interfered with a lot of things in my life. You know, I was still living with my, my partner I was separated with, and it, it was challenging to navigate that relationship and trying to tell myself a story and trying to be a mom and trying to, you know, keep everything up. And it, it was like, the second I broke free from that story was an interaction I had with Natalie where, you know, she was like, well, you know, you, you left, you know, you think like in concept, you left your husband and yet you haven't taken the steps forward to, you know, actually make it a thing. You know, you haven't separated yourself physically. You haven't done this. You haven't done. And I'm just like, wait a minute. You know, my mind started to turn at that moment. Like, why didn't I do those things? Because we have this thought in as a society that if we want something, we take the first action step towards it. And I wasn't taking any of those steps aside from just saying it was done Like in concept in my mind. It was just done. And that's kind of where it stopped. And I didn't take any further steps. So in that questioning led me to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, you know, why didn't I do that? Why haven't I moved forward? Why haven't I, you know, progressed? Why don't I want to leave? And then I discovered that, you know, all of the things that I learned about, uh, you know, Twin Flames and all this stuff was just a story. And, you know, I, I was with my husband because I love my husband and I, I did want to make it work. I just didn't know how to make it work because the story told me it was only going to work if I went on this spiritual journey with someone else. You know, that was the story that I was telling myself. And it was so contrast to what actually was experiencing within my reality, what I was going through with my husband, what was happening in my life. And I think this is what I see the most is people, you know, really sucking in the hype from, you know, all of the narratives that they digest about divine masculine, divine feminine, soulmates, twin flames, and forgetting that we partially create that also. We can create that type of dynamic in any kind of relationship that we're in. And it's like, that's the piece I was missing. It's <laughs> the piece I was overlooking was that, you know, I could choose to actively change myself to move, you know, whatever within me and change my relationship. So that's ultimately what I did. And the book is going to be the story of it all that I went through over a, a one year period. Um, and I really just started. So <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see where all of that comes out. It's a lot of gunk, a lot of things to clear. But ultimately, that, that's what it was. My mind was telling me a story that this is real. This is what's happening. This is what I need. This is what's going to change my life. This is what's going to do it. And it was all external. And it, I, it, it took that, like, really looking within the crazy that I was going through of the story to uh, understand where it was coming from. And that's also going to be in the book. But that was my story. And I'm so grateful to be discussing this topic with Natalie <laughs> because, you know, it, it was something that we kind of discussed a little bit. And she's so sweet. So when I was going through my journey, she knew everything from beginning to end, all of it. But she just held space. It wasn't like one of those things where, mm, you know, some of your friends give you advice and you're, you're just like, I can't hear you. Oh, whatever. It wasn't like that. She didn't do that. What she did do was hold space as I went through it. So I know she knows <laughs> what was happening in my mind as, as I was going through all of it. But it's really like 
that's what you need. That's what I needed because there was no way I was going to hear you if if you told me anything in contrast with what I was telling you, you know. So now I can appreciate that. Whereas you know before I was probably like, ah, oh, everyone just believes me and it's it's all great. But now I can see no, you know, like you all knew that <laughs> there was no way I was going to hear anything other than what I was telling myself. And it's a beautiful gift when you get out of that. And and you can see, you know, oh shit! Like I was making bad choices. I was making choices that were not serving me overall. And uh, so that's my story. I kept it as brief as I could because if you want to hear the full thing, you're gonna have to read the book. But <laughs> the my take on Twin Flames has been, you know, and love in general and relationships in general has changed completely. It's done a complete turnaround since my own experience with it. And that's just really what um, we want to share today. That's what we want to talk about because there's a lot of, you know, things that are thrown out there that, you know, we can change with, with our own understanding. So I'm going to ask Natalie, what are her thoughts? Uh, you know, I shared a lot there and <laughs> I'm sure that there's some things, you know, floating in, in, in your mind about what I said, but what are your thoughts on, you know, all of that? Yes, yes, that's certainly a big story of yours. And like you said, I was I was there experiencing it with you. Um, it, it definitely is a lot and, and definitely worth um, and for anybody who's interested to get her book to see the details because there's a lot of good lessons to be learned for other people as well. You know, we we can learn by by experience but if we're open enough to it we can learn from other people's experiences so I, I can say that it's it's a great learning experience and for Jackie to share it like that that's that's super awesome um and before I get into you know my thoughts on the twin flames on the soulmates and everything I just wanted to speak to real quick what you said about how I just held space for you and how I didn't try to give you advice or you know do the things that friends normally do and honestly you know it really is the most helpful thing to hold space for somebody and the way i approached it was it was it was less about me trying to tell you what to do and more just me trying to understand what you were thinking believing telling yourself and so that's that was my approach for it was trying to understand you because also and it's important because when you're trying to explain what's going on in your inner world to somebody else, you have to face it in concrete terms. You have to explain it in the way that somebody else can understand it. And that brings your attention kind of to the reality of it. You know, like you would say things to me, Jackie, you'd be like, oh, this, this, this. And I'd be like, wait, I don't understand. Can you explain that to me? You know, like, what do you mean that you thought this? What what were you really feeling? You know, it was, is that that curiosity, that trying to understand it from your perspective, that actually was what helped you. And that's one of the reasons why it's really important to do this kind of work with other people, because you can stay in vague, murky terms in your head that don't truly make sense. You can convolute the logic and not even have it there and think that you like put it all together and make sense because you're not putting it into something concrete and understandable but you you stay in these vague concepts. So as you were saying that, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's all I was really trying to do was understand what 
was going on in your mind. Instead of trying to tell you what was true, I was trying to understand what you thought was true. And that I think was the most helpful thing for you because then you had to face it and um, explain it to somebody else. And then you were like, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, quite a few times I was thinking, you would ask me the hardest questions because in the moment I would be so in the story. I'd be so in like all of those things. And then you'd be like, well, what about this? And I'd be like, what? I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that. And you'd be like, well, just, just give it a few minutes. Just think about it. You don't have to answer it right away. And then my brain, which is so impatient, was like, no, I do have to answer it right away. <laughs> so it would always push me to be like, I have to think about this now. Like, where did that actually come from? I think maybe that's why I'm so quick to do it now because I was used to when I was working with you it was always like as soon as like the question was asked it was like out and I, I understood it and that's a pattern I, I'm repeating now anytime it's like here it's like in and out like instantly processed so I mean it was a great gift for me because it, it's really worked well in in my favor now but yeah yeah absolutely all of your questioning was like huh whoa what where does that come from? What does that mean? I don't even know. Yeah. And that's, that's our contrast, you know, that the grounded energy of, well, what do you know to be true right now? What do you feel right now? And my mind's like, well, in the future, <laughs> it's, it's in, a, in a week or two, you know, it'll, it'll all be different. And it's not really helpful overall. It, it was, certainly wasn't helping me because that's what it was about was my future. You know, my future happiness in a relationship, my future um, you know, soulmate, my future twin flame. And it's like, well, I mean, all I really have is me and, and the rest I choose. I get to choose, you know? And it's like, what do you choose? And it's so funny because I remember a part of our conversations were about feeling chosen, you know, wanting to feel chosen. And it really dawned on me, especially recently, that I wasn't even choosing myself. And that's mm. the biggest part that I was missing was that, you know, I, I wanted to feel chosen. I wanted all this attention and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because I wasn't giving it to myself, I wasn't giving myself the attention. I wasn't choosing myself. I was choosing all of these external things. And it was like, eh, why doesn't anyone choose me? But everyone was. <laughs> it was just me that, that wasn't choosing me. And it, it's fascinating when, you know, you really start to take that responsibility, that inner accountability for, you know, what you did, the choices you made, and where you came from after that. It's so fascinating. But now I want to know your thoughts on Twin Flames and, and all of that. Yes. Yeah, it's quite funny because as far as I had ever heard in my life, it was talking about soulmates, you know, it was soulmate, soulmate, soulmate. And then I moved to Brazil in 2005, spent a few years living there. I was kind of not, you know, in touch with um, American popular culture and whatnot. And then uh, when I came back, I spent another five years kind of hermiting. When I started to, like, it felt like it was like I went away for a while and I came back and suddenly everybody was talking about Twin Flames. And I was like, huh? what the hell is that? <laughs> it was like, like, wait, what happened to soulmates? Weren't we like all about soulmates? What is it? And, and honestly, I'm not sure that I completely even understand what the concept of twin flames is. I've seen, you know, in, in coming back and then being people were like, oh, twin flames. And I was like, okay, 
tell me about this. What is it? You know, like, is this just another way of saying soulmates? You know, like what? And, you know, I've seen various different explanations for it. Not really sure where it came from, why it started, you know, but anyway, that's not important. Um, What I could discern, and I don't, and, and some people have said it's not like that. So I don't even know exactly. But anyway, it seems to me that what Twin Flames is saying is that it's the same soul just torn apart in a same in a sense so it's like finding the other half of your soul which was funny to me because that was the concept that at least that that I had always sort of seen with like soulmates is like you know your other half or whatever there, there is a saying in Portuguese you know that's you know talking about twin flames is the other half of the orange you know you're like an orange cut in half or something and I always thought that was silly that was like well no you're whole by yourself and then you know and then it was so I mean Maybe it came about because people still like to believe that they're half and that they need to find their missing piece. And once we decided that that's not what a soulmate was, there was this hole in like there was this this gap that people were like, oh, I guess that's a twin flame then. You know, I don't know. Um, I, as far as I can tell, that's the concept. And I think it's completely and totally not. Um, It's it's just not, it's that's, you can't, you can't be a half of a soul. If, you know, in terms of the spiritual evolution, there was a period of time in our soul's evolution, as far as I believe that we could inhabit more than one, you know, physical being at a time. But that was like, you know, when we were plants or when we were, you know, ants or, you know, our souls were going through this, this evolution. And, you know, in these, create in these these animals of lesser consciousness one soul would embody various different bodies in that way but as we got even as we got into um i believe getting into the the higher consciousness animals like you know cats dogs dolphins whatever you know like those the the higher the mammals um even they are just one soul. I don't think that they would be, you know, split souls or whatever. So once you get to humans, once we get to our rational consciousness, you know, that under like that that thinks uh, is is self conscious, self aware. We are there's it's not a thing anymore for us to be a split soul who cannot be complete on their own or whatever. That like yeah, that that's just I that's just not in the concept of anything I believe in, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. We are whole on our own. I think that where this, this sense arises from within us is from the fact that we, again, always comes back to this inner work. We dissociate from a part of ourselves. We don't allow us to be the whole person that we are. So we seek the parts in ourselves that we don't allow ourselves to touch outside of ourselves and others. That's a big part of what we're doing in our romantic relationships is we're seeking to make up for what we rejected in ourselves, what we do not allow ourselves to be, you know, and, and it's interesting. There was a time when I was asking, like, you know, I, I, 
I, I tend to look at things and go like, but why, why do we feel this way? Why? Like in general, in the, the general concept, but what, interesting, like what is attraction? Why do we feel attraction to people aside from, you know, sexual, you know, desire, but even sexual desire, why do we feel that, you know, if we're taking away the procreation part of it, you know, because there is more to it for us humans than just, you know, continuing the species. We have all of this other psychological, emotional, um, uh, what am I saying? Like part to it. So why, you know, what, what causes attraction and what I came to realize in observing myself and asking myself, well, why do I feel attracted to this person? Why do I feel attracted to that person? And I realized that when I came down to it, it was, there was something in them that I admired. There was a trait, there was something that I liked. And it was almost like I wanted to assimilate it into myself by like hugging them enough, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was so interesting. So I think, so for me, that's where this, this story, this, this, huge attractive narrative of twin flames or other half comes from it's making ourselves whole without doing the inner work of facing the parts of ourselves that we are denying it's trying to to make up for what we won't allow ourselves to be without going into the uncomfortable parts that's why we want our mate to be that you know it's it's like it's quite interesting in observing myself with my husband Sometimes I like feel like um, I get this moment of like seeing him in a different way. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's right. He's a different person. He's not my limb. He's not a limb of mine. You know, he's, he's this whole other person. Yet there's this weird sort of like unconscious way of seeing him as an extension of myself without meaning to, you know, it's just this like we, we get so deeply attached and embedded in each other because we share our lives the way that we do that it's almost like forgetting that they are a different person on some deep unconscious level. And so that's, to me, where this strong desire for this other person, like our, our, you know, quote unquote, my person to complete me comes from. And one, the more you do the inner work, the more you're able to separate that and to not make your person, your mate, your, your partner, be responsible for making up for what you lack. And, and you're able to become, the more you're able to become that for yourself, the less you're trying to bring it in from the outside. And then you can truly relate to them as, you know, this other person who you're so deeply connected to. And it's, um, it's so amazing once you start getting into that. Um, and I know that you've, you've experienced that too, you know, through doing this. So uh, I don't know if you want to speak to that, any of that. I've been speaking for a little while here, so I'll <laughs> turn it on back to you. <laughs> it's all good. No, everything you said makes a total sense to me. Uh, having, you know, went from uh, the the ultimate story of all of that to this is, is you know, it's like a roller coaster because you you don't really no at, at first you know you're you're still avoiding i was avoiding i'll be honest i was incredibly avoidant of you know feeling anything below the surface it was like surface level was great that was comfortable anything below that unexplored don't want to go there don't want to touch it and <laughs> that that's really what i believed i believed there was somebody out there who was going to complete me who was going to fill all those little holes that i had 
I, I think I even had Reiki once that said I had a hole in my heart. And I was like, this was while I was in the story. But now I, I see it completely different. And when, when I was in the story, I was like, what? Like, you know, and my mind instantly went to that hole needs to be filled with a person. <laughs> that hole needs to be filled with, you know, the, the, the same narrative. So that's really how uh, your story, your perception will actually guide your life if you allow it to, if you allow all of the, the mind things to, you know, take you somewhere, that, that's really what happens. And um, the transformation of my relationship has been insane. It's exactly what you said. Sometimes, like, you're, you're so used to that person being, like, another limb. Yeah. Absolutely. The person's like an extension of you. And then when when you break free, when you realize that you're both separate uh, human beings, that's really what it took for me to get out of my own story. Even, you know, the last September month for me, my husband was incredibly rocky because it was very much about separating that limb, <laughs> the actual limb, and, and really understanding that we are two separate people who are, are choosing to to you know create a life together and it, it was like whoa like that was even a profound moment in my mind because up till that point I thought whoever was my person was like the other person for me like the the complete package it wasn't just you know Jackie <laughs> it was Jackie and whoever <laughs> you know there was there was no 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 point of just Jackie because that's boring and it was like no you know, I started to see my husband as his own person, as his own, you know, going through his own inner work challenges, his own things, doing his own work. And I felt like I was grossly behind, you know, at that point because I had been going through. So I think I said that to you at one point. I, I, I had felt like I was so far behind because he was like elevating, quote unquote, I hate using that term. But that's what the story that, you know, my mind was telling me. And I think at one point you said, um, don't put anybody on a pedestal because, you know, you're both doing inner work and you both have, uh, you know, the ways to go. It's not like it's not a race, basically. And I was like, shit, you know, <laughs> that's so true because my my ability now to do inner work is completely different than what it was before. I wouldn't even look at it. I would know I would have the awareness that I needed to <laughs> or like what was there a little bit, but I didn't want to go into it. And, and now that's the first thing I do. Anytime I have any kind of like reaction in any way, I'm like, what is that? Like, where did it come from? Why is that happening? What is this? And it's like, that's really what's transformed my life is, is using that awareness. And it's transformed my relationship. And I couldn't have transformed my relationship in the way that I did if I didn't do the first initial inner work in order for everything else to start to move uh, around me. Communication was a big thing because before when I was communicating, I wasn't, <laughs> I was communicating passive aggressively. I wasn't allowing myself to just feel whatever I was feeling because I, I, I was manipulative a little bit, manipulating the, the reactions or responses of others so that I wasn't uncomfortable. That's just truth, right? I didn't want to be put back in those feelings. So yeah, little manipulative actions were happening. And it was my awareness to that that really helped me be like, no, you know, how I feel is valid. First of all, first and foremost, it doesn't matter if you think it's crazy. It's valid because I feel it. So now it's like I express it. 
And that's completely transformed my relationship with my husband every single time, you know, before he would trigger me and I'd be like, oh, you're a shithead. You know, it's your fault. And it was never me. And and now I look at it differently. It's like, you can say these things. He triggers me. He always does. He's a very challenging male and he knows it. But now he can trigger me and I'll just say exactly what I feel. I'll let him in on my process. My process is it doesn't have really anything to do with you. This is all me. I'm telling you that this was my reaction. This was how I felt when you said that thing. This is where I know it came from. And, you know, like then we start to open up a huge conversation about that feeling. And it's like we can mutually understand and come to a different type of conclusion. Whereas before it was we were coming to our own conclusions based on no conversation and just our own stories which is not the way like you know it's really um the opposite of what you want and that's another thing so we can get into this there's another thing around twin flames is that it's a tumultuous relationships it's full of ups and downs and you know lots of uh they they specifically claim it's not toxic but they're very much painting a picture of toxicity in a relationship where you, um, you know, you're launched into shadow work with this person. And when you're launched into shadow work with this person, that person is your twin flame. And that person is blah, 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 you're whatever, meant to help you grow. And so let's talk about that, because that is a part of the concept of a twin flame, is that you meet them so that it launches your shadow work to, dive, to help you dive deeper into uh, shadow work. So let's talk about that. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've heard, I've seen that in it too. And and even that, it seemed, I feel confused about different people's concept, con- conceptions of around that. But now, I, yeah, so the tumultuous relationship, I've seen lots of people saying that you're not actually, you know, going to, be with them in this lifetime something like that I don't know exactly um yeah uh and again I feel like what this comes back to is that <laughs> like it's it's almost like making a an excuse for continually feeling on for continually feeling like even though I found my other half I am still not feeling whole because they're supposed to trigger me they're supposed to uh, I don't know the the whole story I, I feel like it's just a way to make it make sense within the context of reality because the truth is nobody outside of you is going to make you feel whole it doesn't matter how right for you that person is. It doesn't matter what they bring to you from the outside. It's never going to fill those holes. It's so in some ways that's like, that's my first thought about it is like, it's, it's trying to make what happens make sense. And, and, and in, in, as far as it being a tumultual relationship I mean I don't if you look at the world if you look at normal quote-unquote relationships normal relationships as we see it 
what is it that people say? You know, love hurts. Um, you look around and, you know, people say, <laughs> people say that, oh, you know, in marriage, you're unhappy, your ball and chain, everything around, like, you know, the, the true love relationships is like, oh, yes, but it hurts. It's not supposed to feel like, you know, we see misery in relationships everywhere. You know, why? Why is that? So, I mean, okay. So it's not surprising that this twin flame story should also include that because that's our perceived reality around relationships and where that comes from as I see it is again by not taking self-responsibility for yourself by putting it on other people it we all have shadow work to do everybody spurs our shadow work however our closest relationships are romantic relationships they are the ones that get us the most because you're so intimate because you're so close to this person. You can't hide the parts of yourself that you can hide in less intimate relationships. And that's why relationships, romantic relationships can be so darn difficult <laughs> because you're forced to either face yourself or blame somebody else. And what do we do? We tend to blame our partner because we're seeing them as an extension of ourselves because we're saying oh it's their fault they're not they're this blah, 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 because we don't want to take that self response I mean you know we're we're blinded to ourselves deliberately at some point but it snowballs and we you know we get lost in these stories and it's it's hard to see the parts that we've dissociated from and so we I tell you you know you can especially in these relationships, you can get so deeply triggered to the point where you're like, I've called it short circuiting because it's like even doing the inner work, sometimes you just can't see your way through it. You're hiding things from yourself at such a deep level. And the romantic relationship will take you to such a deep level that it can be so difficult to even be conscious about what's happening. It takes an enormous commitment to your truth and to your self-responsibility for, for owning yourself so deeply. And, and more so even, here's the other thing, it's about revealing yourself. That's, that's the real issue here. You have to reveal your deepest parts of yourself to your partner in order to continually grow together. There's one of the, one of the things that the guide talks about in the pathwork is why romantic relationships tend to not work. We have a level of comfort of revealing ourselves that is comfortable. You know, we, we don't want to go farther than that. That's like, okay, this, this is good. I can show this to people. And then we get there and we've shown that to our romantic, you know, to our partner. And it's like, then you get stuck there. That's why it gets boring. That's why you kind of can't, you know, you get to, you know, why people cheat. There's, or, or, you know, you, you just, you don't really have that connection because you're not going deeper you're constantly looking for some someone new to show yourself to you know and and that but the the, the real way to move forward and to create this deep relationship is to reveal what's deeper going into the discomfort of revealing your deeper self the parts of yourself that you reject yourself as you take responsibility for that as you show it as you do that work then you deepen your relationship and that's what it takes to really have that 
that satisfying deep relationship in your romantic relationships. Um, so yes, I'd say, sure. You know, in, in, in any real relationship, you're going to get triggered to do shadow work. <laughs> um, it's, I don't think that it's, you know, just this one, it's not just this one person who's there to show it to you. It's anybody, you know, you, you choose your partner and love is built. Love is built by revealing yourself ever more deeply. The more you reveal yourself and the more they reveal themselves to you, you go building that deep love and respect for the other person. So I think, I don't know. I kind of went on there. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure if I had a point to begin with, but. <laughs> I think you answered it. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> there was something I was thinking about when, when you were talking within, you know, my, my own relationship. And it, it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> that triggering and the communication is, is, is the, the piece that I was always missing that uh, we talked about love being self-love being like self-acceptance. And it's really the same with your romantic partners. That love mm. is that ultimate acceptance. And that's what my husband was giving me when I was going through all of those things when, you know, we were having the roughest patch of our lives <laughs> we we were still meeting each other we we're still hearing and accepting you know each other's truths as the truths it wasn't a story around it it was just this is how it feels this is what it is and this is how I feel this is what it is and we were just mutually accepting on our uh, on our path and it's like that's, that's really the only way for you to know if you accept something or if you if you can or cannot accept something is to be given the information about it, you know, it is, is to say that deeper truth. And, you know, what's the worst? You said this to me and I say it all the time. What's the worst that can happen if you say the thing, <laughs> if if you speak your truth? What's the worst that can happen? And my mind used to think of the worst. I used to create that as the first first thing the only thing you know not like what's the worst that could happen what if it happens good like what if you know the intended uh you know con like consequence quote unquote happens but my mind would always just say nope the worst is going to happen the worst is going to happen so I cannot do that because I do not want to make myself uncomfortable but now it's like no you know you I'm either gonna I'm gonna say this thing and if you don't accept it that's that's your right you don't have to and same with him if he says something to me and I don't accept it that's my right. And, you know, we can work through it with, with the knowledge from both sides. And that's what's really done it. And I'll tell you, you know, there was quite a few things that I would say to my husband that I thought he's never going to accept this. He's never going to like this. Never in a million years is this going to be okay. And I would say it and he'd be like, okay, you know, like just a full blown acceptance. Okay. And I would do the same for him. So it, it's like, really you cannot know unless you have that knowledge and you're spreading it from person to person and it, it, it's really that that's what it's about that's how you build that that deeper connection with someone is through that acceptance and I, I love that we talked about love before this one uh, specifically self-love because that's really what it is that's really what it takes for you to you know continue to build that relationship to build upon any relationship that you you know seek to get into is that level, can I accept this? Do I accept this? And the level of acceptance is, uh, you know, the level at which your relationship can, can thrive. If you don't accept it, that's okay. There's going to be someone else in your life that, that, you know, 
you will accept. And that's, that's completely different. And it's about knowing what it is you want, what it is you do accept, what it is you can accept, what it is you want. And moving forward with that, working with the person, if you choose, or if you don't, you don't, you know, and accepting that that could be your choice also. <laughs> like it, That's really what it takes. And it's like, once you do that for yourself, it gets so much easier to work through anything in a relationship because then it's like, okay, how do I feel? You do the personal check-in first and you're going through all your emotions, you're figuring it out and then you express it to your person because you know yourself, you understand where it's coming from, what's what's happening and then you can have that open and honest conversation. So it really all goes back to that personal inner work. When the more you do yourself in a relationship or not in a relationship, the more you do yourself, the easier it gets to make that connection. Because when I first had that that first tarot reading about, uh, you know, Twin Flames and all these connections, she had told me that my husband was a karmic connection, which if, if you're listening and you know anything about Twin Flames, that's the connection that is lessons. Uh, you know, it has lessons written all over it and they don't last. That's the the concept is they don't last. And I'm here to tell you, you know, that I I, I went from thinking that, you know, I, I was in this defined twin flame connection to now being in a very happy and successful karmic relationship with with my husband. So it, it, it's really about yourself and what it is you want to learn. Um, you did a reading for me about astrology and my husband and I have like the opposite north nodes, I think, because it's like Gemini and mine is in Aries. So it's like we, we have a lot to learn uh, the, to teach each other, really. In, in this life and it's like if I want to make the most out of my experience here and he can give me a punch for punch lessons <laughs> after with everything why do I want to let that go you know if, if we can figure it out if we can work together as a team and you know we both choose that then why the fuck not you know like why would I allow this story to you know take me and, you know, search for that. You said something else interesting too, searching for better. Because that is what you do. That is what I was doing. That is what I recognized myself as doing. It's like you have this concept of you're bored. <laughs> You've reached your level of sharing. You don't want to go anywhere else. And then it's like, oh, this is better. This could be better. This could be better. And it's like, no, nothing actually is going to be better unless you make it better yourself, unless you do the inner work to change it. Uh, from from your pro perspective, from you know attending or addressing, I'm speaking weird now, addressing uh, a deeper understanding of yourself. But yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I loved working with you through all of that because, man, if it was anyone else, I feel like it just would have been deeper in a story and just not able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, which was ultimately always me, and that choosing me <laughs> was was so important in in that journey because however it ended you know however it ended if I was by myself I would have been able to address that myself I had you know uh, done enough work that I could go within and figure it out and then attract from that energy and that's the most powerful part is that you get to attract whatever it is into your experience when you've done that inner work from where you're at within your inner work and it's not you're attracting from the old, the narrative in your in your mind. You're actually attracting from the feeling, which is different. And that feeling 
while it, it does do that, it attracts, repels things, it also changes things in, in your reality. So everything I've changed within my relationship with my husband, I've also changed with my relationship with my children, with my parents, you know, with, with extended family, because now I feel different. And that feeling different is felt by others. That's understood. That's just like this, this unconscious understanding of shit. The person's energy is different. And they either like it or they don't, you know, and, and that's based on their consciousness also, their perceptions. And knowing that is so powerful. And having the understanding and seeing it in your reality and how it's all working is so powerful. And um, it's really not about telling yourself a story as much as it is about seeing where that story guides you in your inner work, you know, and typically if you're open to that, it'll guide you right back to yourself and nothing will be about anything external. And it's always about whatever it is you're feeling, what you haven't felt, what you're avoiding feeling, what, you know, you don't want to be a part of in your own life. It's so fascinating. And yeah. There's still times, you know, when you're you're triggered. Yeah, you pointed that out with your relationship. There's still times when you're triggered and you can't really get it. You're just like, why does this bother me so much? But it, it really, there's just also uh, preferences. You know, we, we just have things we like, things we don't like. And that's another thing that we have to accept, you know, about each other is sometimes I'm going to like some things that he doesn't like. And you got to meet in the middle. You have to compromise and uh you know figure out a way that works for you or if you even want to compromise that's another conversation altogether you know some people don't and that's your own personal preference but you can't understand it unless you start to understand yourself unless you start to to do that deeper inner work within your personal self it has nothing to do with anything external and that's what i see so much is like that it's we're so used to the external things you know things around us and the things around us dictate our life and when we start to recognize it's really the other way around it's our inner world projected outward when we start to really really realize that and feel that and see it in our in our reality then we start to really be like oh shit i have to make these changes if i want to get how i actually feel to be my life and then we're not perpetually unhappy. You know, we're not living in, in this chaotic world of everything's external. And all of these things have to come to me. And it's the universe's fault, you know, if I don't have my way. No, it's really us. Because on some level, we think we don't deserve that thing. Or we think we don't, uh, we may not even actually want that thing. But the world says we need it. So that's where we have to put our energy. And it's just like us repelling you know, repelling what we actually want. And that's what I was doing for a really long time. So what I really wanted was to make it work for my husband. I wanted longevity. I wanted to be in a long-term, really long-term uh, committed partnership. I wanted to grow old with my best friend. And that's what I wanted. <laughs> and what I, what I thought uh, that looked like was different. But now I know, you know, I was already in it. It was already there. I already had all the tools everything I needed was at my disposal. I already had it. And it's fascinating when, when you can really take yourself out of these stories back into reality. And I'm grateful for your help in that because I was very story monster. And, and now it's like, no, no. What would Natalie say? 
How, what would Natalie <laughs> ask me? You know, it's not like, what what's Jackie want to say? Jackie doesn't care. Jackie's just going to tell a story. What does Natalie say about this situation right now? And it's really made a huge impact. So thank you for all of your help. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad I was able to help you in that way because it's it's been so freeing for me and to, to learn to ask these questions, to get down to the truth, to get out of, you know, the, the stories and all that. So I'm definitely glad I was able to help you uh, do that for yourself. Yeah. And if you want to work with Natalie, I'm going to leave a link so that you guys can interact. And uh, I'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. Yes, thank you, Jackie. If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.